Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Friday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us as we wrap up the complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A lot to get to. The transfer portal continues to give us news, some recruiting news as well. Uh, just a busy Friday as we get you up to date with everything headed into the weekend. And a big baseball series this weekend. If you follow the Hoosiers on the baseball field, they will take on Maryland in really what is a battle for the top spot in the Big Ten Conference. So we'll mention that today as well. But a busy show with lots of guests. Great to have you with us here as we wrap up the week. It was a short week for me. I had no show Monday or Tuesday, but with you Wednesday through Friday and expect to be with you every day next week. Always look forward to our conversations each day. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502 502- 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Perfect time of the year to sound off on IU Hoops, the transfer portal, recruiting, local sports, coaching changes, whatever you want to. You can send it to me as long as it's tasteful or somewhat tasteful. We'll get it on the air. Again, that Thornton's text line number is 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher, to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and let's look at the lineup. The show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we got a lot of headlines to get to. We'll keep you up to date on all the transfer portal stuff going on. Also, some recruiting news that we'll mention. Later in the show, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He's with me Fridays. We talk IU basketball, IU football, and more. And then Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. He'll check in in segment three today, recruiting and hoops, and a lot more on deck with him. So stay with us for that. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's get into some headlines today. First and foremost, right smack dab in the middle of our program yesterday, we learned that Anthony Walker, who was on the Miami, the Hurricanes 2023 Final Four team, He is in the transfer portal, has been since early April, and he was on the IU campus yesterday for a visit. Walker, a 6'9", very athletic forward. He's actually played four years at Miami and has a fifth year coming up his COVID year. 
uh, but he's played in 125 games. He started 19 times. Had a really good, I think it was sophomore season when we went through his uh, season-by-season stats yesterday. Didn't have a terribly impressive senior year, I guess is what you would call it for Miami. They seem to have some additional talent to go with him. You know, Miami has really built up in recent years, and they've done it through the transfer portal. Uh, but So maybe his role decreased a little bit as they brought in some other guys. I don't know. But definitely an intriguing player. And obviously Indiana doing well in the front court with Ware and potentially adding uh, Anthony Walker. And, of course, Peyton Sparks is already in the fold. Uh, everybody wanting to know what is Indiana going to do with the guard and the wing spots? Who are they going to bring in? Well, we may have some answers on that as well because as Anthony Walker was visiting Bloomington yesterday, word began to uh, break that McKenzie, and I sure hope I pronounce his last name correctly, Mbako, I believe is how you say it, McKenzie Mbako, a former Duke commit, a 2023 player, meaning he is a senior that is in probably his final weeks of high school and will be headed to a college campus in another month or two. Uh, he's no longer committed to Duke. He is going to make an official visit to Indiana. He's a five-star, six-foot-eight wing, ranked number seven nationally in the 2023 class by 247 Sports, and he's supposed to be on the IU campus next week. That's May 5th and 6th for an official visit. This weekend, he's going to be visiting with Coach Patino in St. John's up in New York City, Indiana, of course, the next weekend, and then he has stated that he is planning to make Kansas and Louisville official visits as well, but he has not yet made any commitments to do so as far as dates. Mbako is from, I think it's Rossell Catholic in New Jersey, uh, a really big-time prospect. He picked Duke over Kentucky, Ohio State, Memphis back on April 8th of 2022 and now has offers from UConn, Louisville, North Carolina, Auburn, Georgetown, Michigan, LSU, St. John's, UCLA, and many, many more. So he is a very, very highly sought-after player. He was during the traditional recruiting process, and obviously now that he's decommitted from Duke and has opened up that process, he once again is being pursued. He's a McDonald's All-American, and uh, definitely, you know, I, I, it's you don't know what's going to happen if he's coming to Indiana for a visit. And Indiana's one of two or three schools that he's kind of committed to make a visit to at this point, and really one of two schools that he's actually set a date to make a visit. Clearly, there is mutual interest, and he very much is interested in IU. But Indiana's staff has picked up some big names, I'll say. Tamar Bates was a late ad. Uh, there have been others from the traditional recruiting process because of decommits and coaching changes and things like that that allow players to uh, revisit where they might go for the next season. But if uh, if Indiana could find a way to bring in Mbako, boy, what a deal that would be. He is uh, uh, someone very impressive. I watched a little film, a little tape on him, little YouTube uh, footage highlights on him last night. It's clear to see why a lot of Blue Bloods and a lot of big-time major programs out there want him. So Keep an eye on Mbako, McKenzie Mbako, and I hope I'm not butchering his last name, but he definitely uh, is a name to watch, and we'll see if Indiana has a chance. What a pickup he would be. But again, he's a bigger guy. Yes, he plays out on the wing, but Indiana is already, I don't want to say loaded up, but they've got some big tools coming in that are bigger players, longer players, and of course, now with Anthony Walker on campus yesterday and then the thought that Mbako could maybe become a Hoosier, boy, Indiana really would stock up on their height. 
uh, it would leave you to wonder where they turn with the guard situation. Well, we might be able to tell you a little bit about that because there is a player named uh, Penn, from Penn in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania College, uh, Ivy League Player of the Year. His name is Jordan Dingle, and he announced earlier this morning, about an hour ago, that he is going to enter the NCAA transfer portal. He was the college basketball's second leading scorer this past season at 23.4 points per game. And this guy right here, uh, Jordan Dingle, he will be a very coveted recruit in the portal right now for all sorts of high major programs. And Indiana has reached out to him, according to early reports out there. He also is testing or said he is going to test the NBA draft waters, so I assume that means he's going to put his name in or has, but will not hire any sort of agency representative. Uh, but definitely, this could be a guard and a big-time scoring guard at 23 or 24 points a game that all of a sudden here, the last couple days of April, is become available in the transfer portal. So, wow, there's a lot going on. Just when you think maybe the portal is slowing down, and you begin to wonder, gosh, where's Indiana going to turn for some guard prospects? Here's a big-time one, maybe one of the better ones uh, in the portal from start to finish this offseason, but definitely a big name, and we'll be interested to see with some of these guys. Walker, okay. Mbako, wow, what a pickup he would be at this point of this offseason, late coming in for next year. And then, of course, uh, with Dingle as well, he would be a huge get. We'll see how Indiana fares with some of these guys coming up here over the next couple weeks. NFL draft last night, not a big NFL draft guy. Follow the Colts a little bit. Don't know a lot about their selection last night in the first round, but the most intriguing part of the draft was Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. He was in the green room with his family. Uh, Some people thought he would go very early. Some people thought he would go mid-first round. I know as a quarterback, not every team that's in the draft at the high level needs a quarterback, but uh, gosh, a lot of hype around him, and he still is available as the NFL prepares for its second-round draft later today. So that was just crazy last night as pick after pick came in. Even some of the teams that you know needed quarterbacks or were in the market potentially for a quarterback to see Levis with his family and whoever else that was with him there in the green room. Just crazy to go from that sort of hype to undrafted in the first round. I've got to believe he'll go today, right? In the second round, he has to go. I don't think there's any question about that, but it will be interesting to see ultimately where Will Levis goes. And one other transfer portal note has nothing to do with Indiana, nothing to do with men's college basketball, but Haley Van Liff of Louisville, who had some great years there and seemed to be a lifer for Coach Walls and had helped the program to a great run, even though it wasn't a great season for Louisville women last year. They had a great run in the NCAA tournament. She entered the transfer portal. She checked the box upon entering the portal that she didn't want to be contacted by other schools, which would lead you to believe when she left Louisville, or maybe even before she announced her departure from Louisville, she knew where she wanted to go. Well, yesterday she committed to LSU, according to a social media post, so she will team with the defending national champions, and uh, obviously they have a lot coming back. They should be a power women's program next year. I know a lot of IU fans, I think, were hopeful maybe that Van Lith would consider Terry Morin in the IU women's program. Uh, I don't have any contact or any knowledge that there was any contact or interest there, but 
definitely kind of an interesting move. We're seeing the portal allow there to be super teams in college basketball where, hey, you give it a go where you committed out of high school a few times, and if it doesn't work out, if you can't get to the big one, you can't win a national championship, you can transfer where you can. And so LSU will be the women's college basketball program for next season, that's for sure. Big college baseball series this weekend for the Hoosiers. Uh, at Bart Kaufman Field as well. They uh, I, IU will host Maryland in a three-game series this weekend. Indiana right now is at the top of the Big Ten Conference with a 9-3 and record, and the team is 31-11 and overall. Right now, the Hoosiers have won eight straight games, including a one-run victory over Ball State on Tuesday and a sweep of Ohio last weekend, an out-of-conference series there tucked in the middle of the season. Indiana has lost only one home game this season. Uh, that was to Iowa back on April 7th. Maryland is second in the Big Ten. They are 8-4 and four as far as conference games go, 27-15 and 15 after a victory at Georgetown on Wednesday. Maryland's road, percenting, road winning percentage is above 500%. They are 13-6 and six away from home as they enter this big series with Indiana. So if the Hoosiers can win this series, they will push themselves even further ahead in the Big Ten Conference, the baseball standings. But there should be some really good baseball in Bloomington this weekend. And let's hope the weather holds out. I know it was a little dicey last night, a little uh, cloudy and a little sprinkly today so far. But we'll see what the weather's like in Bloomington for a big baseball series this weekend. We'll head to a commercial break. Don't forget to send in your text on the Thornton's text line. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Of course, the biggest news of the week has not been from the transfer portal. It's that Xavier Johnson was granted a hardship waiver, a medical waiver, and he's going to return for a sixth season of college basketball. He will be the guy, the guard for the Hoosiers next season. We'll talk about that and some of these uh, names from recruiting and the transfer portal that I mentioned earlier with Dylan Wallace coming up in the next segment. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open at number 502414. 1450 again 502-414-1450 my friend dylan wallace joins us on fridays dylan is the sports editor of the seymour tribune and he talks iu basketball football just about anything we want with dylan each friday to close out the week and dylan just when you think you know may 1st is coming up on monday and the transfer portal is probably going to slow down and we're going to get into high school recruiting the 2024 and 25 classes now that coaches are out there seeing those guys, that was all wrong. Some big entrance to the uh, transfer portal, including a really big one this morning and a late change 
from Mbako, McKenzie Mbako, a top 2023 commit, could have IU in business here late with some big-time prospects. Yeah, it really felt like, um, you know, we didn't know where we would go next. Uh, last week, we were maybe holding out hope for a couple guys, and those things didn't really shake out. And you started this week, you know, not really having any kind of direction on who you might look at. Um, you know, how will Indiana fill those, the last couple roster spots they have? And, you know, Wednesday you get the great news about Xavier Johnson, and then, you know, the last couple of days you hear the Mbako um, thing. IU hosted the Anthony Walker kid from Miami for a visit, I think, yesterday. I think which caught a little bit of everybody by surprise, but it's another guy they're looking at. And then, you know, with the with the kid today from from Penn, Jordan Dingle, um, there, there's there's a now a, a lot of more names now that we can kind of keep up with and follow along. Uh, some really talented players that Indiana is really trying to get now and try to fill some spots. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's never ending cycle, and and I and I can't believe every week there's someone else that we we get to talk about and pop up. Um, guys still putting their names in. You know, some guys might be weighing NBA stuff, and that's why they come back and decide to transfer. Um, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's so many reasons playing into it. But, you know, there's, there's a lot more names now. And Indiana seems pretty intrigued in, in, in a couple of them. And, um, you know, I think if you look at the Mbako kid and the Dingle kid specifically, um, with the talent that they have, I think, you know, Hoosier fans should be pretty excited about the opportunity of maybe getting them. You know, I think Mbako is, is a former five-star who's coming on a visit here. You know, the Dingle kid, that just came out today, so we'll see how that develops. I know Indiana was one of the first two schools to reach out to him along with Washington. So, um, you know, just, just a couple more names now to follow here, and, and I think people were pretty disappointed in, in kind of the last couple of weeks from Indiana. Um, there, hasn't, there hasn't been much traction since where, but I think, you know, with, with the Xavier Johnson news a couple of days ago and some of these new names popping up, uh, there's a little bit more kind of momentum on Indiana's side, it feels like, and I think there's some things people get excited about here. And we'll just kind of see how it plays out. Hopefully the coaching staff can uh, bring some of these guys in. You know, you never know until somebody gets on campus the level of seriousness. Mm -hmm. So when we heard yesterday that Anthony Walker of Miami uh, was on campus, that lets you know there's been some movement behind the scenes, some mutual mm -hmm. interest. That he, there is, 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 he may still be in Bloomington, but he definitely was there yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. We did some quick research on him during our show yesterday because it all broke when he uh, was on in at campus during our program, what have you been able to learn about him? Is he somebody that could come in if he were to choose Indiana as a contributor next year? He's only got one year left. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. You know, obviously he didn't play a whole lot last year at Miami. Um, you know, obviously I don't think he, he was in the game at all when, when Indiana played them in the tournament. Wasn't really a part of that run. Um but, you know, he's, he's, he's not horrible. I mean, he, he doesn't have maybe the, the statistics that everyone's doing. But I think in his career, you know, and he's about 15 minutes per game, 13 points. So he's got some solid production. And I think, you know, Indiana probably liked what they saw from him in terms of just kind of the talent and the upside. Um, he's a pretty big, pretty big athletic guy that they could bring in. Six, you know, he's 6'9", 215 pounds. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure this guy maybe hasn't had the opportunity he wanted at other schools, so he wants to – you know, really get a chance his last year of eligibility to come in and play. And, you know, with a guy like that, um, you know, you're never really sure. You're like, why aren't you playing other schools? Um, I'm not comparing him to Khalil Ware, but I, but I do think some fans got caught up in the counting stats for Ware, saying, oh, well, he only averaged this many points. Why isn't Indiana so, why is everyone so happy about Indiana getting him? You know, it's a little bit different case here with Walker, but I do think if the coaching staff is going after him, 
you know, regardless of the stats that he might have had last year at Miami, just not playing a whole lot. You know, this coaching staff probably sees a good amount in him. Maybe sees an opportunity for this guy to come in and really help. Um, you know, and I think it's just one of those things. Rand is really trying to add some some front court depth. You know, they got Malik Renew, got Khalil Ware, they got Peyton Sparks, brought him in, and those are kind of the three guys right now. You know, I, depending on how you you know characterize Caleb Banks or Jakai Newton. You know, not sure if Newton's going to be able to play right away, but you know, Banks is kind of a little bit of an undersized four. Um, so you know, if you try to just bring in more guys with size, it really helps in the conference to have front court depth. Um, it really helps to kind of have longer athletic dudes. So I, I, I think he could come in and be a solid kind of bench player for Indiana, um, which, which is what you need. You know, we came into last year thinking, and even at the start of the season in the conference play, we thought Indiana had so much depth on the team. And then, you know, you get to the middle of the Big Ten play, you get to tournament play, and there's really only, what, six guys that Woodson really trusted, that anyone really trusted to be on the floor. So, you know, just the opportunity to have some maybe some more depth on the roster, you know. And not every single guy you get from the Trezor Portal has to be a home run. He's going to average 20 a game and be this amazing player. You know, you need, you need guys to kind of fill in around the edges and, and help out. And this, that could be something that Walker projects to be, just a really solid kind of reserve player, along with Peyton Sparks to come in off the bench, provide some front court depth, um, and just kind of be a long athletic wing. You know, I, I like the fact that Woodson and this coaching staff seems interested in some of these longer athletic players because that was the thing that jumped out at you the most, you know, when you played Miami was just the difference in, in the athletes that they had on the floor. Um, you know, it's obviously a little ironic that this guy was at Miami, but, you know, I think, I think he could come in and be a solid player, and, and it's just one of those that, you know, you hope comes in and, and can just kind of be a good role player for Indiana, and I think that that's what they're probably looking for with him, and if he if he turns out being a little bit better, that's great for them too. So um, I don't think there's anything, and they have a good amount of roster spots too. It's not like they have one roster spot remaining, and this is their only option they're bringing in. So they got some more options. Not everyone, like I said, is going to be a huge home run in terms of like production-wise. So I think this, will, this could be a good addition for Indiana, and obviously we all just kind of learned about him on the fly right now because there wasn't a whole lot behind him before he got on campus yesterday. So um, just kind of a little quick deep dive on him. I think he could be a, a solid role player coming off the bench for the Hoosiers in the front court and just provide some nice depth for him and, you know, couldn't hurt. So why not? you got some spots to fill too. So hopefully they can get some of these guys in and, and kind of start to fill out this roster a little more. I'll tell you what, this McKenzie Mbaco um, mm. I, I remember him briefly from the McDonald's All-American game as a Duke commit. I wasn't paying a whole bunch of attention to him, but he is a talented guy, and he is going to be highly suited after here, sought after, I should say, uh, in this re-recruitment as he opens things back up. But it seems if he sets a visit very early on, very quickly with Indiana, and uh, he's got a number of schools that have offered, but that's got to be a good sign. Indiana's the first, I think, that he's went to as far as scheduling an official visit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's big, you know. I think you know, and hey, you know, Woodson's had a, a good a good track record with some of these five stars that open up their commitments. Tamar Bates was one of them. Malik Renew was one of them uh, that kind of open up, reopen up their commitments after whatever reasonings, and um, you know, then he's able to swoop in and kind of you know fast track and get them quickly. And you know, hopefully, it's no different with this kid because he seems like he's a he's kind of a stud. You know, he's he's the you know he's the number eight overall player in the class of 2023 um and you know with the recruiting class for Nina they only had Gabe Cubs and Ja'Kai Newton to bring in a guy like this really really kind of makes things a little interesting here and um you know I'm, I'm excited to see if they can get him you know I think he's going to Indiana St. John's Kansas and Louisville so obviously you know with St. John's and Rick Pitino and then you know Kansas is also another big one that 
I'm sure will be a, a pretty major suitor for this guy. So, you know, there's going to be some stiff competition for him to go up, to go up against. But, um, you know, to get him on campus, to be one of the four that we originally first hear about to get this guy, you know, on campus, that's a pretty big deal, you know, that, that he's willing to come here. And Indiana's really kind of seems like they're forward moving on this kid. So um, that, that, this is something to really, really be excited about, something to really follow. Because, um, you know, if Indiana lands a player like this, you know, then you're really starting to, to think differently about this roster in terms of just the players they have, the talent that, that's starting to fill in. So uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about this development, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, see it. we'll see how it happens. Like I said, I think Woodson's been pretty good with, with players like these who kind of decommit, and, you know, you got to move on and quick. But, you know, like I said, recruiting against Kansas and, you know, maybe even Patino at St. John's is kind of a good recruiter. And, you know, not sure what Louisville is going to be able to do here, but you never know with them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be some good competition. But uh, he, he, he projects to be a really, really awesome player. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do with top ten in this class. So that would be a huge gift for Indiana. All right, one other guy out of the portal we got to talk about. He just announced his entrance to the portal uh, earlier this morning. His name is Jordan Dingle. He's from Penn and he averaged 23, almost 24 points a game last season and was the second highest scorer in college basketball across the board last year. That is a huge addition this late to the portal, and Indiana, it appears, one of many schools, and I'm sure all the big-time guys are going to jump in on Dingle, but Indiana's already already in on him, trying to see what they can do. Yeah, very excited about this. You know, when, his, when we first saw that he was kind of putting himself in the transfer portal, I think, a lot of people from Indiana were, were sort of quote tweeting it saying, hey, this, I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana's interested in this guy. And, you know, five minutes later, it comes out, Indiana and Washington, the first two schools to contact him. Um, so obviously they're interested whether or not they're going to get him on, on campus for a visit. You know, still to be known, we'll probably find out some of that stuff pretty soon here. Um, but this, this, this could be a really, really nice addition in the backcourt with Xavier Johnson. I think right now, you know, when you're looking at the roster, you're, you're, you're kind of looking at, okay, you have you have kind of your bigs for the most part with Ware and, and Renew. You guys have Johnson back, which is great. You know, who's going to be that, that guard that can kind of play off the ball with him? Who can be that two guard? Who can kind of be that athletic wing, you know, in the three position uh, out on the perimeter? And those are kind of the positions that we're still kind of looking in the end of the field right now. And, and Dingle projects, by all accounts, to be kind of that microwave score that Nina could really, really use next to Xavier Johnson to be a guy who can kind of go get his own shot, create his own bucket, um, you know, if a possession breaks down, if they need something. So, you know, this, this is a really potential uh, good good player for Nina to potentially land. Um, so, so I'm excited to see, you know, what they're able to do, how serious they're able to get the talks with, with him. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we're going to see a bunch more schools reach out. Uh, I don't think I've seen the full list yet, but I can only imagine how many are going to be interested here. So, you know, obviously if you average 24 a game in the Ivy League, you know, pretty good, and, and like we've talked about a couple of weeks, you know, some of these players from the Ivy League that have been transferring lately on some of these schools have had really good success, you know, when they when they move up and do a Power 5 conference. So, um, you know, you know, with him being able to score the ball like he does, I can only imagine it will probably translate to a pretty good level. And, um, you know, I just think it would be a really nice pairing with David Johnson in the backcourt for Indiana. Um, and that way you can kind of slide Trey Galloway into kind of coming off the bench and kind of be that six-man energy guy that, you know, he's really good at. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's really a lot of exciting opportunity here. And uh, I think, you know, after a week of, you know, being a little disappointed in, in the outcomes of some of Indiana's transfer portal um, targets, you know, they're, they're, there's some exciting momentum right now. And obviously you got to close the deal. And, you know, people are starting to get a little bit worried that Woodson can't close. But I do think he's still got pretty good at when he gets people there on campus. You know, I think he's, he's good at, you know, selling them on, on, on the pitch. So hopefully they're able to get Dingle on campus as well. And, 
and hopefully they're able to land some of these, at least a couple of these guys that we've been talking about here, because um, you know they're we're, we're starting to get toward the the finish line here a little bit, and um, you know I know names are still coming in, but you know you're not gonna the, the 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 talent of these players right now that we're talking about. I don't know how many more guys kind of at this level will be entering in the next few weeks here. So you know, there's, there's a really cool opportunity right now for Nana, and hopefully they're able to capitalize and bring. You know, maybe one, two, who knows how many more guys. But, you know, this could be a good opportunity, and I'm excited to see what they can do with them. Dylan Wallace, he's sports editor of the Seymour Tribune with us Fridays here on the show. Speaking of recruiting, you know, there was a live period last weekend that the IU coaches could get out. Mike Woodson is still recovering from a knee surgery, I believe it was. So Jordan Halls, he's beloved by IU fans, a former Mr. Basketball coming out of Bloomington South. He got a bump up to be one of the coaches that could get out on the road. So some good experience for him. And it shows you that even though we know already behind the scenes, Jordan is very involved in recruiting. Uh, he's getting a chance with Coach Woodson down for a few weeks to get out on the road publicly and do some of it. That's been one of the cool things with Woodson. You know, I, in his on his Monday radio shows with Don Fisher, whenever you would ask him about the coaching staff, you know, grad, grad assistants, um, all these kind of guys who are kind of a part of that staff, you know, Woodson always talks about, you know, he always tries to give everybody a voice. He always tries to give everybody a chance to, you know, say their ideas or whatever. And, you know, even with his own assistants, you know, he says he gets the final say in what the game plan is, but he will he will take all, you know, possibilities and, and game plans that people want to pitch out and throw out there and ideas and all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's very receptive and to, to the people around him, which I think is really awesome. And, you know, Jordan Holt, Obviously, I think he's like the recruiting coordinator, so he kind of like sets up the the phone calls and the visits behind the scenes and stuff. But you know, doesn't really get out on the road and stuff. And and you know, for him to be able to do that, it's probably pretty cool. And you know, I don't know if there's there's no one kind of better than Holes that knows you know what it's like to play in Indiana, what it's like to kind of be a part of that Bloomington community. You know, he literally played high school basketball here. He's from here, so you know, he, he if there's anyone that can really sell you on what it's like to be here, I'm sure it's him. So. And that's obviously nice, and you know this was the role that Brian Walsh had, and you know he's able to get promoted onto the, onto the coaching staff. So it, it seems like a really good position for Halls to be in. You know, if he wants to move up into some kind of coaching role, this is obviously a good spot to be um, because you know Walsh was able to do it. So it's really cool, and I just think you know that, that's how you kind of keep your staff engaged. You, you know, you don't want them to just feel like they're not really part of it. And, and for for these guys, it all seems like it's a really well-oiled machine right now um, with Walsh, with Eustace Rosen, with Kenya Hunter. And now with Jordan Halls and probably a bunch of other guys that, that are in that program that get the opportunity to really kind of help out. So I think it's really cool. Uh, I think it's, it's a really good kind of culture right there in the coaching staff and in the locker room. So um, I, I'm excited. You know, I, I think it's cool for Jordan. You know, I, I got to do a couple stories on him when he was playing over in Germany and, and met him a couple times over those summers and really kind of got to know his story. So, so I – you know, it's been cool to kind of get to know him and to have him come back here and be a part of this program again. You know, obviously Hoosier fans love him to death and, and, and love what he did here. So I think it's really cool. And, um, you know, I'm sure he can help the program too because, like I said, he knows what it takes. I'm sure he's got a really good pitch for why people should come play in Bloomington. All right, Dylan Wallace, Seymour Tribune, my guest. Dylan, uh, we've talked about the transfer portal. We've talked about recruiting. You know, one thing we haven't talked a lot about this week because their names haven't come up are some of these big in-state players, Jalen Harrelson, Trent Sisley. I saw Sisley added an offer, Coach Shrewsbury and Notre Dame, which is no surprise. He's going to jump all over some of these in-state players uh, with his uh, recent uh, addition or recent hiring at Notre Dame. But I got to thinking last night, looking at some of these in-state guys and where their recruiting stands and how important I think they are to IU and Coach Woodson and his staff. 
I tell you what, Coach Woodson at Indiana, Coach Painter at Purdue, Coach Mata at Butler, now you add Coach Shrews at Notre Dame. There's some really tough competition in our state with really good head coaches, experienced recruiters. The game just got a lot tougher from in-state guys, especially northern Indiana guys with Shrewsbury at Notre Dame. Well, yeah, the funny thing was when he was hired at Notre Dame, you know, it was like, oh, man, thank goodness Michael Shrewsbury's out of the Big Ten. We don't have to, like, go up, you know, play against his teams anymore. Yeah, but the flip side of that is you've got to recruit against him now. Um, Indiana does really specifically in this state now because, you know, he showed what he did at Penn State last year, the kind of momentum he has behind him, you know, to come into a program like Notre Dame, you know, he, he's going to be able to really compete for some of these high-level guys in this state. Um, and, you know, that, that's going to be tough for Indiana. It's going to be tough for Purdue. You know, they're going to really have to battle with, with Shrewsbury now on the recruiting front. Um, and, yeah, he offered Harrelson and, and Sicily just this week. So those are two kind of big names that um, are now going to be, you know, getting pretty heavily recruited by Notre Dame. So um, I, I, think it's, I think it's really fun, to be honest. I mean, it's not – Maybe it's not, you know, great for Yannis' perspective because, you know, you, you want to be able to kind of dominate the state. But I think it's really cool that this state has, you know, four programs that have really good coaches at it um, that, that seem to be, you know, really interested in keeping kids in state, which is fun. You know, you always love, you always want to keep the really good players from Indiana playing for someone around here. And, you know, it's obviously unfortunate when they go end up at Purdue. But still, uh, you know, I think, I think it's just really good. And, and to have four coaches like this, you know, really kind of being on the forefront for some of these high-level kind of guys is really cool. So you got Harrelson, you got Sisley, you got, you know, Flory over at Kokomo. You know, there's a lot of really talented players um, in Indiana coming up here that are going to have, you know, be making some major decisions. So um, it's really fun. You know, I just remember, you know, in the state title game with Flory playing at Kokomo, you know, you just the picture of all the coaches front row, it was Woodson and Painter and it was Izzo and Calipari and, and all these guys, you know, all these big-name coaches were all in, in, in Gainbridge Fieldhouse. So uh, it's fun when this state has a lot of really good players because you get a lot of people coming in. And obviously you hope Indiana, Indiana is the one that's able to draw them in and keep them. And, you know, you hope with some of the momentum that the Hoosiers were able to build this past year, you know, that kind of helps, uh, you know, keeping some of these guys, making it a, a desired destination to, to stay in Bloomington. So, I'm excited. It should be fun, and you know, but it's going to be tough going against Shrewsbury, and you know, he's already got some of these kids on his on his radar now, and we'll see. It's going to be a good battle between these coaches and programs to see who can land some of these in-state kids, and you know, if they don't go to Indiana, hopefully they at least stay in state somewhere because it'd be a lot of fun to, to be able to keep them close to home, and it's good for the the state and just the crowds in general to to see some of those homegrown kids stick around. So I'm I'm excited. It should be fun because it should be really competitive, and um, you know, there's some really talented players. So. You know, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch next year in, at their respective high schools. So we hopefully we get some competitive games here as you and I both, you know, cover some of these. I know you guys are going to be seeing Flory, I think, down in New Albany, right? So, you know, there's going to be some fun ones. And I got Brownstown's in the Hall of Fame Classic and Kokomo's on the other side of the bracket. So there's a chance I could see them too. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun next year. I'm excited. All right, Dylan, we got to talk a little college baseball. It's getting that time of year where college baseball, these big conference races are heating up. We're talking about regionals and super regionals and who could host. And I think I mentioned last week, Indiana, Louisville, and Kentucky all could host as of last weekend with the results and RPIs and what they still use in baseball. But IU's got a huge series this week. They host Maryland, three-game series, and Indiana's been hot as of lately. But this series here could really push them ahead in the Big Ten Conference. The Hoosiers are already on top. But a uh, series win over number two in the Big Ten, Maryland, would be big stuff. 
Yeah, I use one eight games in a row right now. Um, they are they are really doing well. Um, and yeah, this series is massive to kind of keep them atop in the conference standings and and really kind of solidify themselves going forward here because they do have a really good chance to host. I've seen some of the projections. Um, you know, their their names definitely kind of at the top of that region that they'll that they be able to host. So, um, the games are here in Bloomington too. So you hope there's some good crowds. I think the weather's going to be a little colder than we hope for this weekend. But um, still, you know, there's. They start out, I think, today at 6 o'clock. So, you know, all three games are in Bloomington. Hopefully people show out to it because, you know, the, the games at Park Hoffman Field are, are pretty fun, you know. they It's a really good atmosphere. It's a really nice uh, ballpark. So it, it's, fun, it's fun to kind of be around and just sit there and enjoy some baseball. And, and he has got a really good team, too. I think Jeff Mercer's done a really good job. Um, he seems to have a really good grip on, on sort of the culture there and really getting guys to buy in. Um don't know as much kind of in-depth about some of the players on the team, but obviously Indiana's always got some dudes who, who have the opportunity to, to be kind of picks in the MLB draft, which is always exciting. Um, they got some, some good names that, that always get the opportunity to, to go on and play in the majors, which is cool. So, um, you know, I'm excited for them, and it's going to be a big, big test this weekend, and we'll see if they can keep it going um, because they're, they're like they're 20 games over 500 right now, 31 and 11, and, you know they're nine and three in the conference, so uh, they're doing really well. They're twenty-two and one at home. They've only lost one time here, so uh, hope, hopefully that 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 suits them well for this weekend against Maryland, and they're able to at least win the series and, and really kind of keep that strong grip on, on the Big Ten standings right now. And and you know you don't want to fall either because you have the opportunity to host, and that's always a big deal come tournament time as well. So you know all, all all baseball teams around here are doing pretty well. You know you mentioned Kentucky and Louisville. You know they're always they're always kind of in the mix. So you know we should have some exciting. Uh, so Saturday baseball here coming up down the stretch, and it take, kind of takes us into the summer too, which is always fun. So um, it, it's, it's an exciting time, you know. Indiana's baseball team and the softball team are both doing really well right now. So spring sports uh, really, really kind of carrying the torch right now. It's been pretty fun. We had little five last week too, which was which was cool. It was cold, but really good event as, as always. So uh, you know, Bloomington's uh, it, it's popping in the spring, so it's a, it's fun. Get these guys on campus for basketball and kind of show them what it's like to be here because it's, it's a good time right now. Absolutely. All right. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune with me Fridays. Dylan, as always, thanks. Have a great weekend, and thanks for sharing some time with us today. We'll talk with you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. We'll head to a quick commercial break. We're back with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star for more recruiting and basketball chatter and more. Stay with us for that. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program, a real quick chat with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, we were talking about in-state players in the last segment uh, as far as uh, being recruited by Indiana. And last week was a big week for a lot of these big in-state guys that are attracting so much attention to play in front of college coaches and kind of set the tone for what this offseason could be like. Did you get out to any games? And I don't know that Indianapolis or our state in general had a chance to host some of the big circuits, the shoe stuff, as they typically uh, do maybe that weekend. But where were you at? Who did you see? And who's off to a good start? 
Uh, no, not really. I was out uh, actually covering some other stuff, and like you said, there wasn't a whole lot going on here uh, locally. My your kids were playing and some stuff, but uh, yeah, wasn't really able to get out and see too much, so not much to report on that front. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, one other thing to mention, a lot of coaching changes this offseason. We've kept up with all the local openings. Floyd Central Boys, still a big one that's open in our area. But across the state, there have been some interesting moves. And Indianapolis Pike, they brought in a very familiar name if you followed Pike basketball uh, in Indianapolis for the last number of years with how good they've been. The Teague family has been a huge part of that. And uh, one of the Teague brothers is coming back to take over the reins. Jeff Teague, the new head coach of the Pike Red Devils. Yeah, pretty big, uh, pretty big move uh, on Pike's, uh, you know, for, for Pike. And obviously Jeff has a history there, having been an Indian All-Star back in 07 and, you know, long uh, NBA career uh, that just, uh, you know, wrapped up here not too long ago. Um, so, you know, his, his dad, Sean, has been on the staff there at Pike uh, under Bill Zick. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're pretty well entrenched on the west side there at uh, the factory. They opened up that building uh, a few years ago. And, you know, I actually sat down with Jeff and his brother Marcus and, and Sean about three years ago and uh, right during the pandemic there and, and, you know, talked to them about what they were doing there. And, you know, Jeff had talked about, uh, you know, not necessarily getting into high school coaching, but, you know, doing and, and training and things like that and you know so you know I think when this came about they sort of you know he's he's nearing the end of his playing career obviously at that point and uh, you know with this connection to Sean and also you know just their interest in basketball I think that became kind of a an obvious fit uh, if, it, if it was uh, interest to him so not often you see you know former NBA guy become a high school coach but uh, but yeah that'll be really interesting to follow and, and see what happens there because, uh, you know, Pike's one of those schools that, you know, one of the mo- more historic, uh, strong programs in, in our area, certainly in, in really the state. So, you know, a lot of alumni excited about that hire and, and uh, you know, I think uh, creates some excitement, you know, for that program, certainly. And be curious to see what that looks like uh, from, a, you know, they've always been very successful, um, probably not to the extent uh, you know, that they were, you know, back in the early 2000s into, you know, Bill Zick's early in his career, they had a, when Marcus was there, they made the state championship game and would have been 2013, I believe that was, and haven't quite been able to get back to that point, but had had, had some success and obviously a lot of talent in that township. So, uh, but yeah, Jeff T coming back to Pike, certainly a, a big, uh, a big move and a big story. All right, Kyle, a lot of people watching the NFL draft last night, you follow all these guys in the state, football, basketball, etc., as high school prospects through the recruiting process as well. Um, any Indiana guys hearing their name called last night or tonight or in future rounds? Any names from our state that are on the board? Well, we thought possibly Julius Brents from Warren Central, uh, safety who played at uh, Kansas State, and uh, and also Dewan Jones who. Uh, you know, of course, played basketball, really good basketball player, Ben Davis, and then went on to Ohio State and had a lot of success as an offensive tackle there. Uh, they were both guys who were, who were talked about as potential uh, late first-round draft picks and now will be uh, on the board as, as likely picks uh, somewhere in the second round, possibly very early in the second round, and the Colts are sitting out there with a pretty early pick in that second round. So I think your attention probably 
turns to both those guys, you know, depending on what the Colts are looking for. Uh, Brent's was more of a, you know, he, he's a guy who I think really, uh, in both of them really, I mean, I think going into college they were looked at as, you know, guys who could be really good players in college, but you didn't quite know for sure. Brent's battled some injury things, but, you know, he's very long, lean uh, type of defensive back that uh, in NFL really likes. Uh, DeWand, of course, a huge uh, mammoth of a, of a man, you know, now 21 years old, but, uh, you know, we, we all saw him, what he could do on the basketball court and how he's put that to use in football now, six foot eight and uh, 275 pounds. So, um, so yeah, I think both those guys, I don't know if the Colts will take either one of them or even if they'll be available, but, uh, but I think both are names that we'll see coming pretty early here. Uh, tonight uh, in the in the second round of the draft or somewhere in the second round I should say I think both of them will probably go uh, somewhere I've heard the Bengals a lot with uh, with DeWan but I don't know if he's going to be he's going to be around that late either in this in this uh, second round Kyle Medrip the Indianapolis Star on the NFL draft Kyle lots of off-season hoops coming up I know that the spring sports continue in our state uh, what do you cover most this time of year do you have a specific beat for the star or do you still follow a lot of the basketball and recruiting stuff in the off season? I know you do that, but as far as active sports, what do you follow most this time of year? This spring, I'm more doing uh, track. I've got the Mick uh, meet tonight. So I'm doing some track. Uh, David Woods did a lot of that for us before, but he's uh, since retired and he's still covering track, but for other, some other outlets and hopefully we can get him back doing it, uh, you know, next year or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, do, doing some of that, doing some golf actually too. Was it, doing a, a couple stories on golf and then uh, helping out wherever else, probably doing some baseball and softball here later in the spring and when the tournament starts. But, uh, but yeah, mostly, you know, track. And then, you know, as you said, I mean, I had a big story in Dewan Jones actually this week, so I was working on that, working on some some features that aren't uh, necessarily being out covering stuff all the time so you know, that's sort of my spring but yeah trying to get out you know aau you know with my son's playing some of that so i'm getting out to that as well and and uh, probably will uh, be up in fort wayne next week hopefully for some of that so yeah just kind of a kind of a hodgepodge of things but uh but yeah it all it all uh, keeps you busy for sure all right kyle Nedrip, the indianapolis star he joins us Fridays, we talk high school sports, recruiting, a lot of basketball and more. Kyle, have a great weekend. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right. That will wrap things up for the week. Don't forget, if you miss our live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is uh, search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts, and you will find us there. All right. Have a great weekend. Hoping for good weather this weekend, reasonable weather this weekend, and we will be back with you Monday at 11 a.m. We'll see what the latest is at that point with all this activity in the transfer portal. Have a great weekend. This is the Matt Dennison.